0: Welcome into the Tighten Up podcast on the A to Z Sports Podcast Network.
1: I'm Jack Gentry, alongside my partner Austin Huff. You can find us both on Twitter. I'm at Jack A Gentry. He is at Austin Huff. We are the Tighten Up podcast. Go give the podcast a follow on Twitter at Titan Up Pod and on Instagram, our handle is at Titan Up Podcast. We are under the A to Z Sports umbrella, so go give them a follow across all social media platforms as well.
0: This is Sode number fifty. The David Thornton or Rocky Boyman of Sodes? I'll allow it. I'll okay. allow both of those. All right, cool. Cool. Awesome. Uh yeah. Half a hundo. First of all, thank you to all of you guys who listen to this every week. We appreciate each and every one of you. We love the the little community that we're building within the Tighten Up Podcast that all of our tuppers out there. Like we we love what we've got going and we're excited for this upcoming. Uh, Well, this off season, obviously, but like, you know, the next season, like it's only going to grow stronger and bigger and that's all thanks to you guys. So I feel like, I feel like I just like had to say something there that we've now reached half a hundred episodes.
1: Yeah. It's half a century mark. I mean, if you've stuck with us one to 50, we love you. If you, if you just hopped on in 49, Hey, we love you too. Yeah. Uh, Keep listening. We've got a great guest this week. We're going to continue to have those over the off season. And there's a bunch of news we get to, we get to hit on this episode.
0: That's right. We're joined this week by Joe Dubin, WSMV News Channel 4, Big Joe on the go. He's so fun. He's This is his second time on the podcast. He's just fun, and we could literally talk to him about anything, and we kind of do this week, uh, to be honest with you. But we do get into a lot of Titan stuff, including the fact that John Robinson met with the media and kind of like a like a little surprise uh, media sesh with old JR, and he, t- he hits on a lot. J.J. Watt, Isaiah Wilson. Uh, is there a priority for an edge rusher this offseason? We're going to get Jack and I are going to just get into all of that uh, this week. And and plus, we're going to uh, maybe share our favorite memories of the Chris Doyle era in Jacksonville.
1: Oh, man, that's going to be uh, fun.
0: Gone but not forgotten. Uh, and we've got an old friend alert. Pac-Man Jones back in the
1: news. <laughs> oh.
0: What year is it? uh actually it's it's actually not that it, it it should be news whenever he's not arrested yeah him, he's right?
1: not in the news for donating to a charity i know you guys all were thinking that yeah,
0: yeah spoiler warning yeah he <laughs> yeah. didn't build any houses with habitat for humanity um but no we got a lot a lot of fun stuff in store so you know what like let's let's just stop talking about it. let's just go ahead and, and get to it but that said let's talk tight
1: I hear the train coming. It's rolling around the bay. And I ain't seen the sunshine since so I don't know
0: when. What is up, Flameheads? Welcome to the Titan Up Podcast. Today is February 17th, 2021. And you know what? The Tennessee Titans said, you know what? Screw our Wednesday news dump. John Robinson said, I'm meeting with the media before the Tup Boys record their podcast. It, we've said it from day one, Jr. is a real one. J, John Robinson, it's the reason we say in J.R. we trust, because he has our backs. He met with the media before we started recording, Jack.
1: Yeah. How far has he come? You know, from from our early days where everything was dumped on a Wednesday to now. Hey, it happens on Tuesday afternoon at 1215. And he hit on just about every hot topic this offseason. I mean, you mentioned him off the top, J.J. Watt, Isaiah Wilson. Uh, Ed rusher. You talked about Shane Bowen. Um, there, there's a ton of stuff Shane. that we're going to hit on, but do you want to go ahead and jump into the JJ Watt watch? Are we calling it Watt watch or JJ watch? What are JJ, we calling? It? JJ watch. Okay, I like, like that. We just, just,
0: uh, we just spread. Or it you out. just put a
1: ch on the end of JJ Watch.
0: Yeah, you just put another t
1: in watch, so it's just JJ watch. Okay, that, that look that's, that's perfect with me. I like that.
0: It's look it doesn't have the same ring as Clowny Watch, which nothing ever will, in my opinion. Just because I love panda watch Clowny has. Watch through,
1: so I like I like the way panda watch rolls off the tongue.
0: Yeah, panda watch is nice. Panda watch is it just sounds fun, but the contents of it are anything but. Yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> the, the end result's going to be pretty right upsetting one way or the other.
0: Um. So yeah, so John Robinson meets with the press and got to talking about J.J. Watt, and this has actually happened since. Jack and I have recorded our last episode. So Jack and I really haven't even talked about it amongst ourselves. So I think uh, I'll I'll start here. John Robinson basically dropped a little tidbit that he actually worked out uh, Watt when he was still with the Patriots. So when he was scouting, you know, when he was a scout with the Patriots, he actually worked out Watt. So he has that familiarity with him there. But then also Robinson also confirmed that he's been in contact with Watts like agents or representation or whatever you want to call it. So meaning that the interest is there. Like that that to me right there is a win. Whether you you are for JJ Watt or you are against JJ Watt coming to the Titans. That is good news just the fact that the Titans are putting out flyers just saying, "Hey, let's oh, someone's available. A uh, f- former all-pro is available. Let's let's, you know, let's kick the tires if you will."
1: Jack, I don't know about you, but I think I'm on team bring in J.J. Watt. So initially when I heard the news, I wasn't Uh, just because, you know, Watt's 32 years old. He's going to be 32 when the season begins. Uh, He's he's missed 32 of the Texans' 80 games in the past five seasons. That's 40% of the time he's been off the field. But then I started looking a little deeper. I said, okay, you know what? He played 16 games this past season. He's got experience with Vrabel. There's a familiarity not only with Vrabel, but like you mentioned with Robinson in the front office, which makes me think it could happen. Not only happen, but work. You look at his numbers last season. Five sacks, which would have ranked second on the Titans. Only a half sack behind. Oh, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Sack. <laughs> Five sacks, but that would have, he would have finished right behind Landry, who had five and a half. He would have finished. First on the team in tackles for loss. He had 14. Landry had 10 and a half. <laughs> he would have tied for the lead in forced fumbles with Jayon Brown. Two forced fumbles. Watt had a pick sixth. And this is the most impressive eye-opening stat to me. Seven passes defensed. That is tied with Kevin Byard. <laughs> All right, stop, dude. Like, okay. The productivity is there even if, even with the, these injuries. Is the productivity... Is the productivity
0: there, I can't even say that word, is the productivity there for NFL standards or for Titan standards? Because, like, five sacks in a 16-game season is not great. And I know I'm kind of arguing against my own point here. Like, I want J.J. Watt to come in. But it is, and you actually brought in some, you brought up some good points about just, like, his health. Oh, I saw on Twitter you were tweeting about, like, how, it, what, he's only played, like, 32 of his last 80 games 32 or of 80
1: he's had uh torn pectoral he's had that that back problems i right. think in 2016 that he had to have two surgeries on him back back surgeries are very significant yeah. and they definitely look play Tiger a role Woods. In, you know long he had to get his fuse together i i mean it's the injuries are reason to be concerned but also the production last or this past season i'm, I'm confident in and look He's not going to be out there for hundred percent of the snaps on this defense. He's going to be, he's, he's a, like like Big Joe was saying. You'll you'll hear him later. He's going to be mainly focused in rushing the passer. And I mean, you, Titans fans have to realize that there isn't a perfect solution out there. Shaq Barrett would be the most perfect, but at the end of the day, I think Tampa Bay's going to do what they can manipulate the salary cap enough yeah. to bring him back. You know, you don't let a guy like him walk. So the options out there, which all would be upgrades. You're oh yeah. At Carl Lawson, JJ Watt, <laughs> yeah. uh, Yannick and Um, who, who am I missing? The, the, there's a few more guys. Uh, out Judon.
0: There. My guy, my guy, uh, Judon. Up Judon in, uh, from the
1: Ravens. They're all going to be upgrades. And
0: yeah, that was the thing you and I were talking about, like potential names, like, like who's even out there available for the Titans. And literally every name we said, we were like, oh yeah, that would, he would look great in two-tone blue. That'd be awesome. And, and, even JJ Watt announcing his, like saying he, he was being released from the Texans, you and I talk about this all the time. Whether the person makes sense in Tennessee or not, we always, always immediately think, what would they look like in two tone blue? Every what time. Do they look like as a Titan. Like even if it's like, even if it's like a quarterback, like if Deshaun Watson comes available, we'll be like, oh, what would he look like in two tone blue? Even though like we're set at, like the Titans are set at, at at quarterback, they don't need one. But it's like, that's the first thought that comes of, I think in every NFL fan's mind, whenever an, uh, a free agent becomes available, but this one actually makes sense. This is a guy that the Titans need specific help. If you could pick one position to upgrade in this off season, it would be
1: the defensive line. And JJ well, Watts, has to be, it has to be the one position you upgrade.
0: Right. And JJ Watts, one of the best in the sport. Now to me, JJ Watt coming to Nashville, it's there's five questions that need to be answered. And I wrote about this at, uh, at cork bats, but, the first question: Would he even want to come to the Titans? I think I, absolutely yes. I, I think so too. Just, I mean, obviously, Nashville, great market. I think most people would just want to move and live and it's in not Nashville. Even,
1: it's not even about Nashville. It's what the Titans have to offer, exactly.
0: There. And that's and the fact that he would be reunited with his former defensive coordinator, Mike Vrabel. I think there's a lot of respect around the league for a coach like Mike Vrabel, a guy who has played in the league and had success in the, the league culture. He's built as well. Yeah, exactly. The winning product that he has put out on the field. I think JJ wants to play for a contender. The Titans are a few good defensive pieces away from being a legit contender. And, uh, and, and plus like, I mean, I feel like if he just throws on like a cool jacket, like he'll look like a country singer. So like he'll <laughs> fit in on that way. Um, and he's
1: he gets awesome. to play the Texans twice.
0: He gets to play the Texans, yeah. So he gets a little, he gets a little revenge, he gets his re-
1: and he gets his reunion tour. The Texans usually play the Titans in Week Seventeen. Where sure. that'll be, I'm not sure. But he once
0: he once wore an Earl Tom- uh, or an Earl Campbell jersey to a press conference, uh, post game press conference. So Earl Campbell. What are the other questions that you have? Pretty sure he he plays for the uh, Oilers franchise. Oh, Annie, he, he once tweeted about how uh, the. Predators party up in Broadway during the Stanley Cup. Man, final. the Predators need to get he, good against. He retweeted that and said, This is awesome.
1: Yeah. Dude, that's, everyone that's, that's a good an, party. I'm just saying. Uh,
0: can can the Titans even afford him? Yes. I think that's an important question.
1: I think the question's
0: yeah, or the answer's yes. Now I, I think the- they I think they can afford him better than their suitors. I I they're gonna they're gonna have to rearrange. They're in better position to afford him than the Steelers, which is a everyone's thinking that's the number one place he's going to go to reunite with his brothers and the Packers, which people are thinking he wants to return to Wisconsin. The Titans are in better standing with the salary cap than both of those franchises. So that plays into the Titans favor.
1: And the salary cap is expected to dip. And we won't really know. I saw a report that said we may not know until hours before the new league year starts, which is on March 17th, what that new salary cap number will be. Um, the thing is, the Titans were three million under the cap last season. They they they're spending one hundred and eighty five million dollars, which is what's kind of going to be the ballpark of this new salary cap. But there are teams like the salary cap is a mere suggestion. Okay, the Chiefs are twenty two mil over the cap. The Rams are twenty six mil. The Steelers are thirty mil. The Saints are sixty nine million dollars over the salary cap. So nice. You can yeah, it is pretty nice. Well, not for Drew Brees, but. Um, so, so, so there's a lot you can do. There's still a lot of wiggle room. There's no penalty for going over the salary cap outside of a small percentage luxury tax that you're going to have to pay, but they're going to, they're going to have to be a big spender. Watt forego, foregoed his 17 and dollar deal that, that he would have collected if he stayed in Houston this year. So what I think that, I think that's an indicator that he's willing to sacrifice money to go to a contender, but yeah. how much money is going to be the question? I, I think. $15 million is going to be in the ballpark. It's kind of what Clowney was looking for last season that I think Watt will actually get. Right. So, I mean, they're, they're going to have to throw money at their problems, right? That's what they're going to have to do. And Watt seems like a viable candidate to fix some of these big issues that they have.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's going to cost money to get elite talent. Uh, my number three question is one we've already went over. Do the Titans even want him? Um, I, I yes. think, I think yes. Yeah. I mean, it's I mean, personally, yes, I, I would like to see him in two-tone blue. I would love to see him come to the Titans because not just for the – think about the star power. Think about the, the star power of, of adding a J.J. Watt to a team with Derrick Henry and Ryan Tannehill and A.J. Brown on the offensive side of the ball. Like, that just – that brings – more media attention to nashville and on which the I defensive think line all
1: around on the defensive line i mean they really like harold landry and he shows flashes he can't be out there every play to be as productive as we would want him to be but harold landry's a guy who can get it done on, on the edge having watt on the other side along with whoever they draft slash sign and then having jeffrey simmons inside I mean, those the, the production from those three will all rise. I think Watt didn't have anybody to take his attention away from him in Houston this season, which is why his five sacks might seem a little low. Which I mean, it is. Um, but he's a five-time All-Pro. He's a, a future Hall of Famer. How do you, how could you not want this guy on the Titans? I get it. He played for the Texans, but the Texans are a shell of what they used to be. Look, right. take what the Texans will give you here. You got to take you got to take Watt if you look if he's interested. And Robinson said that they've had some contact with watch representatives and we will see how it goes. So it's clear that there's definitely some interest on the Titan side, at least early interest. Um, so I think that answer is a yes.
0: Yeah. And yeah. And you got to think, yeah. With on a defense as bad as the Texans was, he's getting a lot of double teams. He's getting all of the focus from every team that faced him. So I, yeah, you bring him to Nashville. I think, you know, that either frees up Jeffrey Simmons or it frees up him. Um, so they sign me up. The number four question. Is there even enough creatine in the greater Nashville area to support J.J. Watt?
1: And it's his funny because his nickname is The Milkman, right? Yeah. and So he's going to need a decent amount of protein shake material. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, 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 so. I looked it up.
0: I looked up. There's There are only three GNC stores in the greater Nashville
1: area. Ooh. So Well, the thing is, he has easy access to A.J. Brown on his team. And yeah. who is one of AJ Brown's best friends and college teammates, DK Metcalf. Yeah. So look I like where you're going with this. AJ Brown can middleman him to some protein. Okay. If that's what it takes. Right. Like. Set yeah. up a DK to JJ connection.
0: Okay. Uh, I think so, AJ
1: Brown qualifies as a middleman there.
0: So what he does is he he runs the outdoor hills and does like the medicine ball workouts with Derrick Henry on Instagram. And then right after that he hits up AJ Brown for his protein shake afterwards right exactly
1: all we have to do is keep brian cushing far out of the mix okay all right so hey when there's a will there's a way protein nice right? w-h-e-y i like yeah. that that's good thank you
0: Thank you. uh finally and number five what happens to his hitch tv show ultimate tag on fox the show he hosts with his two other brothers do they still does that show they haven't it hasn't been renewed yet we have yet to get a renewal from fox like does him switching teams, does that, does he say, look, I want to step away from the show? Because that's not necessarily good news. I mean, yeah, like it It would be good news if he came to Nashville, but it wouldn't be good news if he stepped away from his show because that's just bad news for all.
1: Well, and then you would worry about, okay, JJ Watts has got a TV deal on the side, the busting with the boys, Taylor Lawan's got a whole podcast yeah, he's doing. True. Where's look, the if focus going to be in the season?
0: If I'm any not sure. team can handle celebrities, or their players becoming celebrities or like having
1: side hustles and side projects.
0: Look, Nashville's the place for that.
1: Look, it'll either eat you up or spit you out. You have examples of Charlie Whitehurst and then you have Zach Mettenberger. I mean, let's be honest. you don't
0: see many Packers hosting top podcasts and or top TV shows. Well, I mean, top it's ultimate tag on Fox, but hosting TV shows like you do in Nashville. So I'm just, look, I'm, Nashville's entertainment city, you know, it's an entertainment capital. So JJ, I mean, if you want to continue that show, I think the best landing spot is
1: Nashville. So. You want to be a star for a year? Hey, go to Green Bay. You want to be a star <laughs> for your life? Nashville's the move.
0: If you had to per- put a percentage chance on if JJ Watt comes to Nashville, what are you putting?
1: <sighs> percentage chance. Let's go. Let's go 35. I think Ooh. this is pretty likely. I, I okay. I'm, I'm saying below 50 right now just because it's so early and there's a lot to figure out. But sure, I, the stars seem to have aligned in, in this galaxy for JJ Watt to, you know, play as a Titan this next year. What do you think? I'm, what would you put? I'm going 22. percent Just Derrick because Henry. Derrick Henry. Yeah, yeah whenever <laughs> you can get a Derrick Henry shout out in, you do without question. I respect that.
0: Yeah, without question. Uh, and also, I mean, look, their their draft pick this season. 22. So Ooh. I think so, things are just coming up 22 this off season. So I
1: think so. Where, where this lies right now with the Titans and JJ Watt, it, it's kind of in the talking phase of a relationship. It's kind of even before that it's <laughs> the talking. Yeah. It, it, it's, Oh, you guys are talking. It's like, where you? I don't know. Wait, are you
0: on, and Vanessa? Are you and Vanessa talking?
1: You're, oh you're on hinge for a couple of weeks. Nothing's going right. Okay. Until finally, you know, after a, a tough year, of just duds, which is what the Titans had last year uh, on the defensive line especially. Uh, you, you you see this guy. I say, oh, I'm going to swipe right. I'm going to swipe right here. Yeah. That's what the Titans are doing. J.J. Watt, right. I think he just swiped right back. And I think now they're trying to set up, hmm, drinks or dinner? Which one should we do for our first date? That's where oh. I think this relationship's going.
0: Where Where do you take him on the first date?
1: I take him to the rooftop of the Bobby. Yeah, the Bobby... That's a good one. L.A. Jackson would be like, hey, we're willing to roll out the red carpet for you, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe even like, see, like throw some
0: Titans dollars around, just rent it, rent the place out. Yeah. You know, I make it, make it all for that way. Plus if like his shoulders are so broad, like if he gets stuck in a, Door frame, like it won't be embarrassing to like just have to Vaseline him out. Like there won't be anyone there to laugh at it. uh All right. Speaking of uh guys with big frames, we are getting to Big Joe on the go. Joe Dubin joins us, but before we get to that, let me talk to you guys about DraftKings Sportsbook. You know, it's not quite time for the madness that is college basketball in March, that doesn't mean the fun has to wait. DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, is giving all new players the chance to cash one hundred dollars. New customers can bet $1 on any team to hit a three-pointer in any basketball game this week, all right? And if your team makes it rain, you can cash $100. That's right. All it takes is one three-pointer. So, like, unless you're betting on Vanderbilt, like, the odds are pretty good in this case, all right? and uh, th- This slam dunk of an offer won't be around forever, so head to the App Store right now, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, and get in on all of the action. If basketball isn't for you, don't worry. DraftKings Sportsbook has daily odds on hockey, soccer, and so much more. DraftKings has paid out over $7 billion to its customers since 2012. So they have a thing or two, there. they know a thing or two about big paydays. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code A to Z sports to get your shot to turn $1 into $100 when you bet on any team to hit a three-pointer in any basketball game this week. That's promo code a 2 Sports. It's A-T-O-Z. Sports for new customers to get a shot at 100-to-1 odds on any basketball team to hit a three-point shot only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Tennessee only. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. New customers only. Restrictions apply. Winnings paid out in four $25 free bets. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call or text the Tennessee Red Line. 1-800-889-9789.
1: Now let's get a big job. my cup. Nice, is getting started. I'm already doing too much. Reach down in my
0: we're bringing mind. back one of my favorite, not just guests on this show, but one of my favorite just people in life in general. the 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 man who, uh, if if God forbid anything happened to my parents, I would want him to adopt me. Uh, I he is he is a, a life coach. He is a mentor of mine. I don't know if he knows that, but he is. Uh, this is a guy. Uh, he went to high school with The Rock. Yeah. Shout out, shout out McGavick High School in uh, middle Tennessee. You can find him on Twitter at Big Joe on the Go TN is the first account who knows what happened to that one screw that it <laughs> it was ray wasn't know. it
1: that was the ray-bans incident
0: yeah it was awful yeah, yeah just bad situation yeah you can go i think we yeah we definitely talked about that the last time he was on he is a reoccurring guest it is joseph dubin joe, welcome big joe on the go dude how are you man
2: welcome man. all it takes is one text of like hey man we got no guests you want to come on i'm like hey man I'm here. Whatever. Yeah. Whatever you guys need.
0: Yeah. Full disclosure: We're going to have Joe on next week. Uh, we, you know, we kind of plan out our, our like, okay, who we're going to target each week, uh, who we want to go after, and uh, our guest this week kind of just like, just went like MIA, radio silent on us. So we kind of had to, we had to adjust, we had to pivot, and we said, you know what? Hey, let's move up Joe a week ahead of time. Like, let's get him closer to. Let, let's just get him on now yeah and so sure enough the text went out and joe's like joe's like well you know i'll have to shuffle around some things you know he's like you know what well, you had like a probably like a date tonight uh you probably had you know just a a number of different you uh, in interview with taylor yeah. sledding
1: sledding plans maybe yeah.
2: well, here's the deal i was out shoveling snow and I look up in the far west sky like the bat signal it says bj and i'm like these <laughs> those guys need me they need Big Joe, right? They need right. Big Joe. So I, right. I knew immediately when yeah. I looked off to the west. Whenever I saw the we, spotlights.
0: Yeah, whenever we need you, we just flash a BJ up in the sky. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's really it. all we do. It's it, we say, I knew it. I need a <laughs> I need BJ right now.
1: <laughs> and a, there he is. It's had a few, few big different Joe. Outcomes. Yeah. Um Joe, I want to start with who has the best
2: snow coverage in Nashville? Which station? Ooh, good Oh, one. that's a good one. I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm gonna say Channel Seven. They're really good. Uh, I think. We, I think. You know what? Everybody does the same thing. Everybody shows the same coverage. Everybody shows the same sledding down the hill. Everybody shows the same. It's all the same. I think. I think we, It's tough. I think everybody does a good job. It's tough being out there when it's 14 degrees. So obviously, I'm the best. So uh, I'm gonna say me. Of course, yeah. <laughs> well, hey,
0: yeah, I was gonna say yeah. Counterpoint to just everyone being the same. uh, S- Snowbird, ever heard yeah. of
2: him? Love Snowbird. Is, is he Snowbird
0: around? is he still? Does he like walk around the office uh, all the he's, time? Re- he's
2: he's kind of like Dill Murphy. You know, he should be in the Hall of Fame, but yeah. he's not in the Hall of Fame. But you know him more than most Hall of Famers. He's that guy.
1: Yeah, Did, big like, Ravens fan. Love that comparison.
0: Have you ever seen Snowbird without his head on?
2: I have. So funny story about seven years ago, snowbird comes to my son's school. He's in kindergarten. And my son walks up to me and says, dad, I need $20. And I said, for what? He goes, snowbird says, if I give him $20, he'll put me on TV. And my son was totally serious. And I think snowbird was serious too. And just, <laughs> but I saw every kid go to their parent, whispering the same thing. And I'm like, some parent's going to fall for this and like, he's 20 bucks is going to fall. And so all he said that snowbird had this special, like marketing tool inside. I was like, yeah, this guy's got it. He knows what he's doing. Snowbird just needed some beer money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm, not, I'm not saying he didn't. I'm not saying he <laughs> was. I'm just telling you.
0: Look, penguins can drink, man. Don't, 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 don't sleep on them. Uh Hey, Hey, uh, Joe. So um we, I, w- Before we get into any Titan stuff, I've got to ask you one question. Get our heavy lifting up front. Just get it out of the way. Our hardest hitting questions first. Why should you be our new Nashville media beef?
2: Hmm. Should I be? Why should I?
0: Yeah. Why should you be our Nashville, our new Nashville media beef? So uh, full disclosure, we used to have big beef with Jonathan Hutton. Okay. We hate that guy. He sucks. Jump
1: Street. Yeah. Jay yeah.
0: Hutt's the worst. He's the nicest guy in Nashville media, and like, charitable. super sweet. Yeah, very charitable. Yeah. But we hate him. We just we we from the, the first episode of our podcast, we set out and we said we we need a beef with someone, and we we chose Jonathan Hutton because no one else has a beef with him. So we just figured that one would work. Well, Jay Hunt's obviously no longer on the radio in Nashville, so we're like, okay, we need a new Nashville media beef. So what we're doing this offseason up until, you know, Titans actually give us something to talk about. Sure. We are just, we're one, each week we're bringing on a new guest and we're asking them. We're basically having national media beef tryouts. And so we want to know from you, what, why would you be good for this? It's almost like, consider this like American Idol, but for like beefing with us.
2: Well, 19 years in a row, 19, I've been voted Nashville's media darling. I mean, the only person that's come close is Kelly Sutton. And by, say, by come close, way – I mean, she's, she's like Memphis and I'm Nashville. She's way away from me. But she's second. So I've got no competition for Nashville's media. I've got literally no competition. So that's one thing. You try to take the man down. You could try. It's not going to work. But I would do that. Nashville's media darling needs – Needs some kind of conflict in his life. Need some, yeah. uh, he needs He's get a little rough around the edges, right? Yeah.
1: So, yeah. So He's we'll, a little bit
2: too hot for his pants. <laughs> sure. Yeah,
0: it's like McDonald's has been, like, the number one fast food chain for just ah. too long right now. You know, ah. it's like, it's time someone else takes that crown. Yeah. Do you have any, do you have any, like, good, like, do you have like a good like insult for us or something, or like, are you are you a trash talker? Could you off the top
2: of your head? What's the yeah, worst thing just, you can say about yeah, us? What's
0: the, yeah, say it what's the worst thing? You're just
2: grilling. Oh, it. the worst thing! Oh my God, that's an absolutely wonderful question. The worst thing about you, uh, I've had more wrecks in my life that I've caused than Daytona 500 in its entirety. I've caused more re- emotional. Not car wrecks, but I've wrecked more things in my life than Daytona has
1: ever. So you, so I, you went, you went the worst thing about you. Okay, okay, That's pretty, yeah. Yeah, we had Luke Worsham and Darren Bates on, and when Luke came on, you know, he's kind of like the the nerdy kid in the lunchroom who sits by himself and eats his banana. Yeah. Yeah. And and then we had Darren Bates come on and Darren Bates wanted every bit of this beef. He Yeah,
0: Darren we, Bates. He actually scared us. To he scared
1: honest. us down from yeah, that. We beef. were like,
0: we don't well, okay. So. Maybe, maybe that was a bad we shouldn't have gone barking up that tree. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh man. Your resident. Yeah, he's an Auburn guy too. too. Right? Oh
0: yeah. Hates yeah. yeah. Gene Chiswick. But yeah, yeah, oh, definitely hates Gene Chiswick. but then again, who doesn't?
2: <laughs> That's a good point.
0: Uh <laughs> So yeah, okay. So let let's just say, like, I guess your resume is submitted. We'll you know we'll we'll look at. We still got a lot of other people to talk to. File it away. Yeah, but we're we're gonna we're gonna hold on to the front of the line though. And we are going to consider you as our Nashville media beef. And and let's just say, look, I'm not gonna say that like, like yeah, it's like okay, yeah, you're the Nashville media darling. But keep in mind, like the last guy we had beef with fled radio altogether like just fled the entire scene so Ugh. i'm not gonna say we got the better of him, but we got the better of him.
2: Yeah, i'm sure it's in the back of his mind it's like you know what i'm just not it's not worth it anymore right. yeah I'm, I'm on to it i like it he's I like it. i'm not renewing in
0: nashville not with yeah. the top boys g- getting after my ass every single yeah. week i
2: mean I, he's probably like i can't even go to hickory hollow mall anymore because who knows who's gonna be out there waiting on me right <laughs> it's a literal business decision that he made it is
0: Yeah, it's like now he has to go find another Bed Bath and Body Works, like other like in
2: town. Yeah, (laughs) typical Warren County guy. It's gonna hide (laughs) out, runs his mouth, and gets out of town. The worst. What are we gonna do
1: about him? But hey, it's snowing and everyone's freaking out. Nashville doesn't know how to handle snow very well. Neither neither do the drivers. You got any any tips or advice for maybe new people who move to Nashville, or just advice for drivers in general?
2: Yeah, here's the deal: don't stop. And people get stuck or they stop. I mean, if you've got your car rolling, just keep going. Find the path. Get behind the plow guy and go. You know, I saw a car in my neighborhood, well, close to the neighborhood, was going up a hill, and it just paused for half a second. I'm not kidding. Half a second. Of you. Go back down. Just go, man. Just you got to go. And I love that. Stay home. Stay home. Just go do your thing, man. Just go ahead and, go out and run around and be smart. And whoever, if you buy a rear-wheel drive car, you should – Not how you should have your license revoked for a year. Rear wheel drive (laughs) cars are awful. They're awful. Front wheel drive cars can go anywhere. All wheel drive cars can probably go to the moon. So I have that. Do
0: you have any advice for Nashville drivers just in perfect weather?
2: Uh, Oh, my gosh. Uh, There is. I live on the east side of town, right? So we have two red lights out this way, which drive me. I run these red lights all the time. And because there, and then, so one day a lady pulled up. So I got, I got caught the next red light, and she pulled up. She says, "I got your tag number." And I was like, "Would you ever do that?" I mean, Jack, if you ran a red light, I'm not going to pull up next to you and say, "I got your tag number." Oh, I'll probably pull right behind you. <laughs> right, <laughs> you go. got Right. So, natural drivers are just weird. They're yeah. awful, but they're weird, man. Yeah, I just well, don't and, get it.
0: Yeah, and but you also like if you're. If Jack runs a red light, like he he has a vanity plate that says just "Mr. Big Shot," so like
1: it, it's not. That's I, a good got point. A, I got
0: I have a target on my back. Yeah, yeah, it's it's not hard to know what what his tag
1: is. It's like the old adage, you know, if your friend jumped off a bridge, would you? If if the guy next to you ran the red light, would you? <laughs> he made it fine, you know. Yeah, yeah, that's a good, that's a good point.
2: That's a great I, point. I run countless red lights in Nashville. I, I run countless red lights. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. I'm not sitting there wasting my time. Like, it's ridiculous.
0: Yeah, who are they? Yeah, who are they to say that we need to stop? You know, I mean, I'm you just said that. yourself, just keep going,
2: keep going. I check both ways; no cars coming, and it's around. I'm gone, man. It's stupid. <laughs> so I just take off and go. Yeah, just like, a, it's a very odd town
0: for driving. I, I was gonna say, I'm glad we turned to you for the driving. Thank you. Advice. Uh, thank hey you. <laughs> Joe, when uh if, if you're put. or or when John Robinson first called his press conference the other day, or what did you think it was about? Like what, because obviously like it it was kind of out of the blue and everyone was like assuming this is going to be some either like a, uh, someone got cut or a big announcement. Like, did you have any of those thoughts at all?
2: No, because he does it every year before the draw, the uh, combine and there's no combine this year yeah and well, yeah, good time and that's
0: the thing no combine this year so it yeah. makes it even weirder if you if you think about it
2: so i just knew though there was people like oh he's gonna cut isaiah wilson john robinson's not gonna cut isaiah wilson he's not they've invested too much money and they're not gonna turn their back on him and people could say what they want. let him go get him out of there look i mean when i was 22 years old that's i'm, I'm gonna leave it right there Hey. <laughs> And I had twenty bucks in my pocket. This dude's got two million. I mean, there's. I'm not saying it's right or wrong, but look, maybe the guy grows up, becomes the best tackle in football.
0: Did you get that twenty bucks from Snowbird?
2: (laughs) (laughs) I did. So no, I wasn't weirded out at all. And I know it wouldn't be any JJ Watt news. It's just too early for all that stuff. It just made me like, hey, football's over. Let's talk a little bit. There's not really much going on. So I'm glad he kind of talked.
1: The last time we had you on we didn't know who was going to be calling the plays on the defensive side of the ball. Now, after a year in Shane Bowen's system, <laughs> Robinson kind of hit on some things. He He's happy about the continuity and bringing Bowen back. Uh, he, he realizes that you know there's a desperate need for an edge rusher and obviously more help on, on that side of the ball. What do you look forward to the most in Shane Bowen's second year as the DC?
2: I still think Vrabel makes the calls. I know it sounds weird. I just still think Vrabel makes the calls. And it was just odd last year why, you know, Shane Bowen's running the defense doing all that stuff. You don't give him the title. Are you Are trying to save money? I, you know, <laughs> if you're paying a lot – a defensive coordinator's salary to a linebacker coach's salary is night and day, night and day. And I just think it was very odd. So, I don't know, Randall has a comfortability with him, and they'll be fine. Look, if you don't get a pass rusher, you can have Buddy Ryan come back from the grave <laughs> and try to get that defense. And nothing happens until you get a pass rusher on that football team. You think about the great days of this team that had pass rushers. You go back to Den Vandenbosch, Hainsworth. I know they did good in 2019, which is kind of an anomaly because they came out of nowhere. But still, they need a pass rusher. So I don't care what defensive coordinator they got there. You can't rush the, pass, rush the passer. There's no need. I don't care who's back there. Would Buddy Ryan be a good coach from the grave? You know why? Because as a ghost, he could go to other teams' meetings – Get their intel okay. and come back on this side. I, I'm I like surprised.
0: That. In that case, I'm surprised Belichick hasn't hired him yet.
2: <laughs> exactly. Maybe he already has. Who needs a drone when you have Buddy Ryan's goat? <laughs> <laughs> exactly, man. Joe, That's all you the, need.
0: Are the Titans too stubborn?
2: Uh, in what sense?
0: Just, uh, I would say, in the sense that. Vrabel's decision making, uh, not just in game, but then also just with the with the coaching staff, I think I feel like it's, it's only regressed. But then also I part of me is wondering if there's a little bit of that is leaked into John Robinson as well, because he's coming Ooh. off of his worst off season yet. And even in today in the presser he was talking about, he was like praising Harold Landry in the past rush. And even guys like Jadavion Clowney, they were able to get a lot out of him. <laughs> like what?
1: I also love how the Jeopardy music is playing behind you. While, while I, Austin asks this question.
2: I watch, it, I watch it every day, man. I tape it and watch it every day. Okay. Uh, okay I see what you're saying, Austin. Awesome so with that With that being said, uh, I, you know, look, here's the deal. Vrabel spent eight years under Belichick. So when he says he's not Bill Belichick, he's lying to you. All right, who did he coach with in college? Coach under Urban Meyer. All right, that guy's not winning any dad of the year awards at the local <laughs> Civic Club. Yeah. And then he's with Bill O'Brien. And so, I mean, so Vrabel's got this of stubborn guys he's worked for. So, you know, uh, you covet what you see every day, which is a good line from uh, Hannibal Lecter in Silence of the Lambs. <laughs> so you see this stuff every day and you mimic it every day and you kind of, that's your kind of template for what you do. Absolutely, they're stubborn. I think Mike Vrabel is a stubborn coach. He's a good coach now. Not a great coach. I don't think he'll ever be a great coach. I think he's a good coach. But you see who he's coached under and who he's with. And I think him and Robinson are buddy-buddy. And I absolutely see that. Like, you know, don't question me. And here's some good things we did here. It's kind of like going out there and running your own PR campaign. And it's like John Robinson's running for high school president. And here's all the things I'm good at. What about this and that? Oh, I don't know. Mumble, mumble, cough, hiccup. I don't know what's going on there. I just think, look, Conklin's gone. That's your first ever draft choice. He's gone. Corey Davis is your 27th draft choice. He's probably going to be gone. Adoree Jackson is an average football player. We saw that. So I think Rashawn Evans in 2018 is pretty good. Simmons is a great player. Wilson, yeah. So his first-round picks haven't been that great. And I think it's a a really weird time for John Robinson because what happens if they fade away this year there's law kind of pressure on so it's a big year for the Titans. Yeah, no
0: in John Robinson's defense, his second round draft picks are really good, though. Mm-hmm. He's good. got if you go down the list of his second round picks, it's it's like an all-nfl team uh for the Titans. It is. Um, but I see, I feel like there's I, I feel like you, you want a certain amount of stubbornness for guys in John Robinson's position and guys in Mike Vrabel's position. I you want a certain amount of stubbornness, but I also feel like that line is so thin as to when it starts to hamper you and when it starts to hinder the team and 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 really can be your downfall and I'm that's what I'm worried with I feel like the, the Titans right now are flirting with that line of the stubbornness of ju- Mike Vrabel's thinking, oh, I can win with these guys. It was more of a personnel issue than a coaching issue last year, and and John Robinson basically being like, things are not as bad as you guys are are making them out to look. Um, because to me, it's like they just with this last season, they threw away a championship season. If they could have put together even a a middle of the pack defense in the NFL, I think they're playing in the Super Bowl. I legitimately believe that because of how good their offense was. They did not have that on defense. And I, to me, I just think that they already threw away one championship window season. They're not going to get many more. Right. And I'm scared that the stubbornness is going to is going to close that window for good.
2: Go back and watch that Ravens playoff game again. They got out-coached, out-played, everything. Yeah. Right. And still – they were close to winning that ball game. If you watch Lamar Jackson's touchdown run, how he just ran through the Titans' secondary, Vaccaro, Bayard. although I thought Malcolm Butler had a decent year, that just looked awful. you got to repair. You don't repair that. Here's the good news, though. They're in the absolute worst division in all of professional sports. The Texans are awful. The Jags are awful. The Colts can't get out of their own way. So winning the division should be easy each and every year because it's that Absolutely bad. You got four wins there between the Texans and the Jags. You split with the Colts, you got five wins. They're, I mean, you're sitting pretty right there. So they're lucky because they're in that division. And again, I'm a huge Ryan Tannehill. I think he's an outstanding quarterback. And I agree with the Austin. I think they get defense somewhat fixed. They've got maybe one or two more years, and then that's it.
0: Mm-hmm. The AL
2: West is pretty bad too. Just in
1: the NFC the East. We can't forget about that. Yeah, and the NFC East. It's, uh, a <laughs> yeah, really that's book.
2: true. Yeah. But, but they're all equally bad in the yeah. NFC East. The Eastern all bad. Division
0: Atlantic Atlantic division uh in the Eastern Conference and the NBA. It's, uh, also... no, I'm just kidding.
2: But um I can't you know what's funny? When I was growing up, I could name all starting five of the NBA team and all NBA head coaches. And now I can't name hardly any NBA head coaches. And the same for major league baseball. Yeah, it's well, just turn- weird how turn- you
1: evolve and do things. The turnover is crazy in the NBA. Um, but I want to ask you more towards, you know, John Robinson, the biggest offseason now is not the time to be stubborn. Uh, JJ Watt seems to be pretty close to the top of their wish list this off season. Are you in or out on him? 32 years old. Obviously he's done what he's done and he's been this elite hall of fame player. Um, but where he is in his career now, do you think that's the right move for the Titans?
2: Love it. I'd sign him tonight. They could. I love, it. I mean, that guy, I know he's been injured, but you look about this, you know, last year, you know, he did okay, but he got rejuvenated. And I go back to Kyle Vandenbosch when he came here back in 05. Vandenbosch was a guy that, you know, had people – like he's not – his motor's gone. He's not going to do anything. He came out just rejuvenated for three or four years and was outstanding. I think he'd bring Watt here and say, all right, you're just going to come in and rush the passer. Your job is to rush the passer, and I think you got something there. Although I think Watt ends up in Pittsburgh with his brothers. Mm. But I would sign him today, tonight, bring him in. Who has a better build, uh, you or J.J. Watt? Oh, easily me. Okay. Yeah. yeah, because I don't flaunt it. I wear big, heavy clothes. You don't see it. Right, sure. Yeah, I just It's not my nature just to throw it out there like that.
0: I was going to say, if there's one word to describe you, it's its modest. Uh,
2: yeah, so it's funny. John McClain tweeted out the day that J.J. Watt was leaving. So I tweeted back to John McClain and said uh, he's going to come to Tennessee because the Tennessee Vols under Butch Jones— Y'all remember this when it got to be third down? They play that little song, you know, third, third down, down for down what? what? Yeah. And I said, they so I said, they third down for what? And you should have seen the replies I got back from people like, is it for real? They do that, <laughs> or like, you're so stupid. And I just sit back and watch them all roll yeah, in, yeah, man. Right. Third down for what? I'm like, it's the Titans, not the balls. You're stupid. I'm like, Ooh. look, it's still the state of Tennessee, still the same thing. Third yeah. down for JJ Watt.
0: Yeah, and you'll see a lot of orange jackets on uh, in the stands on Sundays too. Uh, That's is, right. who, has better, who has better hair? You or JJ Watt?
2: Oh, easily me because I don't try to fake it. Just shave it. I mean, there's a lot of things I'm better than, and I'm also a better actor. Those stupid subway commercials, you know, I'm a better actor than that too. <laughs> uh, all the way. His but if blacks. I see him, if I see him face to face, I'll let him know that he's better, just because. I'm just like, you know, you just, you continue your own horn, buddy. I'm not going to do it for you. His you Arsenal
1: sunglasses him? just doesn't touch yours either.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: Right. Right. Thank right. You. Where, where is it that you get your, let's give them a shout out. The sunglass place. So you get all of your Fred's. Goods. Oh, and Fred. it's closed. Is it closed or open?
2: Fred's closed. Fred's closed. Uh, yeah. Uh, yep. So now okay. they got them at Dollar Tree, but they can't keep them in stock.
1: Fred's Damn. and buddy Ryan. They'd make a hell of a ghost tandem. That's good, man. Yeah. Joe, bad. man.
0: Uh, Ah man, I'm sorry for your loss with Fred. It's okay. Was that a pandemic loss?
2: Uh, it was gone? a badly uh, ran business loss, so <laughs> you can blame it on a on a pandemic.
0: Yeah, sure. Let's jog it up. Let's jog it up to COVID.
2: <laughs> I mean, you think about all those discount Dollar General, Fred's, Family Dollar, Dollar Tree, Dollar Store. I love all those places. All of them. They're so good, man. Yeah. Uh, but they're starting to go. By the way, Fred's is gone now. Family Dollar's gone.
0: I mean you put you put one him. you put one kid on TV and that's 20 things you could buy in that store. So
1: easily. Imagine what easily. Snowbird walks out of there with $20. Yeah. Yeah. Oh gosh.
2: Too bad it'll sell liquor there. He'd love that too, man. <laughs> you go all day on that.
0: If uh, so the first day of free agency opens up, what's the what's the one move that you're making? If you're in John Robinson's shoes, what what do you gotta get done?
2: That's a, that's a good that's a good you got to get a defensive end but then you got Beasley and Clowney last year who are absolutely terrible right I don't know how you do that and, you, and then you tell me Harold Harold Landry is the best thing which is not true I don't get it man I don't is that
0: do you, tough to find a pass rusher I, I, and not maybe this is I well, obviously this this isn't your
2: first move but
0: do the Titans look into bringing Clowney back
2: I, how do you how do you explain that to your fan base
0: well because because of his years past and and if he's battling injury last year there's nothing really you could do about that
2: but in, th- in
0: years past he's he's been that playmaker so if you can get a healthy clowny i mean i maybe i'm crazy maybe i'm a you know like um i'm just smitten but like i i would i think i would do it joe i
1: think i would <laughs> The I would tone bring that back. Robinson used today in his presser—it sounded like he was really trying to convince himself that that might be a good idea. He didn't mention Clowney, you know, by by name, but he did say, you know, we're looking at free agents. Clowney was disruptive, yeah. um, in the time where he did play, but obviously, no sacks. I mean,
2: zero sacks.
1: Well, I mean, in, I mean, who? Then again, who did have a sack this year
2: for the title? <laughs> <laughs> I just don't get it. You try to explain it, I think the part of the problem is. Like, when Vic Beasley went to the Raiders, you know they're sitting there, you know, John Robinson brings out a Vic Beasley voodoo doll and is just punching it. Like, don't get a sack. Don't get a sack. And if you like – I mean, think about this. Cloudy leaves and says he goes to the Ravens and has an outstanding year. That's going to who, happen. Who's to blame for that? I mean, who – somebody's got to take blame for that. I mean – It goes right back to the Titans.
0: But, but I don't know if that's – I don't know if you can put as much blame on something like in that situation – where he it was literally just injuries that kept him off the field more than you can't like a Vic Beasley, sure. That blame goes all towards John Robinson, all towards the Titans front office. But with with if Clowney goes off next year for another team, you know, if he goes to the Browns and just goes off, I I I don't think you can do anything about that. Now, I I in my opinion, I think you bring Clowney back, try and get him healthy, give him get him through an entire offseason with the Titans, which are also Think that kind of hampered him a bit, a little more familiarity, but and and I, I think that, but but you don't you don't just chalk that up as a win. I don't think you chalk that up even as as help for your D line. I think right. you go out and you still make two more, at least two more signings on the defensive line to get some edge rushers or or That's interior what I was gonna D say. linemen.
1: Is, is Clowny Watt and you know a first or second round draft pick going to be enough? I mean, it's it's weird that we're even saying that, but that's I mean, Watt's injury history and what Clowney did last year, also getting injured, and Robinson's inability to draft in the first round outside of Jeffrey Simmons, of course. I mean, the question I think is a fair question.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's all valid points there, and I don't think the point of uh, uh, bringing Clowney, I just wouldn't bring him in because I just I think he's I think he's done. I think he got paid and he's done. I remember watching him at South Carolina take on Vandy here. And Vanderbilt abused them all game. He just quit on plays. He played what he wanted to. Well, and that
0: that's that's been a knock of his for yes. forever. It's it's always been you're going to get those uh, a couple game changing type plays out of him, but the rest of the time you may not get anything out of him. And
2: exactly, I would just move on, man. I would move on and try something else. And, you never I mean, you never know. You could always get some pass rusher out there. You have no idea. It fits in your system perfectly. I mean, you've got 30 scouts out there who know every single college football player. problem is some of these guys who were on borderline could be really good, great, are coming back for their senior year to improve their stock. So the pandemic really screwed a lot of things up as far as the transfer portal, guys staying back, not losing eligibility. But here's the deal. If you go 22nd like the Titans got to go, you've got you to nail this. You've got to nail this. Unless you move out of the first round to the second round, then all the pressure's off. You know, Titans did that with, they drafted Ben Troop. I forget what year it was, like 04, '04, 05. (laughs) There's a
0: remember the Titans. They took
2: him there. They took uh, Dyson's brother in the second round. They moved out of the first. So the pressure's off. And you, you know, load up on draft choices in the back end. That's maybe something you could do theirs too. But I would move on. I'd be moving on and gone and be done.
0: And going back to what we said earlier, John Robinson's really good with second-round picks. So That's trade right. that for yeah. trade down. <laughs> Except
2: just... for Kevin Dodd. He'd like to, for Kevin Dodd to... Oh, yeah, Kevin Dodd was a bad one. <laughs> but nobody saw that coming. I watched, again, a few weeks ago, I watched oh. the national championship game in 2015, Clemson, Alabama. Dodd was all over the field Yeah, against several Alabama well, All-Americans. I, I always have, I have a soft spot in my heart for Dodd because,
0: I like, I give john robinson half credit for dodd because uh in my in my madden franchise kevin dodd is my best defensive player he is a beast and so like nice Dodd wouldn't have been on the (laughs) titans had it not been john robinson signing him in real life so i do give him half credit
2: i think john robinson needs to bring you in as a coach (laughs) obviously you got the Development, you got the best out of Kevin Dodd, right? Yeah, hey, you should hey, bring him in.
0: Maybe look, and and, and that was I was going to get to that question a little later on in the interview, but like maybe I am the answer, defensive coordinator.
1: I don't know. I you'd be a better player development guy than what Urban Meyer yeah. tried to hire with the Jags. That's yeah, for sure. right. Yeah, that guy. Be <laughs> better Chris. I'd have a longer term than Chris Doyle, that's for sure.
2: That guy, hey, Urban hired a modern day Archie Bunker. That guy was awful, <laughs> he was awful to everyone. There and you know. He, you know bad. it's going to come a day, and we, we're going to laugh. One day, one of these kids in a trust fund is going to buy a pro football team, and he's going to make a GM. He's going to hire a GM of some fantasy football team. I swear to you, it's going to happen one day. Oh, yeah. They're going to make some fantasy football guy yeah, the GM of the team. Because wasn't the Browns did that with some analytics guys GM who lived in California and didn't really know talent but knew analytics? This is yeah. like four or five years ago.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so, uh, was it, wasn't it? was it the uh, the guy who worked for the A's, Paul De Podesta?
2: Um, uh, something like that, yes. Because yeah, he, he wouldn't leave the, the West Coast.
0: Away. One of the original Moneyball guys.
2: Yes. Yeah. That worked out really well.
1: <laughs> hey, so, Big Joe, uh, not a lot of things surprise us anymore when we talk about Pac-Man Jones. Uh, that being said, he got arrested again over the weekend. And we're going to hit on, you know, his long, long, long list of... Run-ins with the police here later in this episode. Do you, John Glennon came on and had an awesome Pac-Man Jones story. Not really about Pac-Man, but him, you know, going to Club Karma and maybe just scoping some things out as an un, you know an undercover reporter. Um, just kind of figuring out the lay of the land scene, maybe if Pac-Man was there. He actually ran into Jeff Fisher at the time. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was wondering if you had a Pac-Man story of any kind.
2: All right, I got a couple of them. Uh, he had bought property next to George Jones out in Franklin. And so Pac-Man was this is what I was told was running his uh, ATVs, his four wheelers on the property. George Jones went out there and have a word with him. And George Jones and Pac-Man became like buddies, what I'm told. <laughs> oh my god. So can you see them two sitting on a back porch drinking beer and talking about the good old days? That <laughs> yeah. always made me laugh. <laughs>
1: that's a uh,
0: that's a country song waiting to be out, waiting to happen.
2: So then Pac-Man had bought a house in Green Hills. It was on a cul-de-sac, and he had these – shocker, had all these parties on it long. So when I worked at Channel 2, Andy Corden went out, he had his own camera to confront Pac-Man about all this stuff. So Pac-Man's buddy comes running out of the house, screaming at Corden, well, here comes Pac-Man. They're like, turn that camera off, turn that camera off. Corden's like, all right, I'll turn it off. Doesn't turn it off, puts it on the ground, so you hear the audio of Pac-Man. And let me tell you what, it was It was Red Fox. We would make Red Fox blush. Cuss words up and down, screaming, yelling, and we all laughed. I mean, it was so bad, you couldn't run it because there were enough. It would just be a constant beep the whole way through there. So that always made me laugh. And then there was one time in Denver in 2006 on the team bus, the Titans go to, again, they have three buses, Usually, the first two buses are loaded with a team, and they go. Then there's that last bus, at least the last second. It's usually got three or four players on there, and there's usually some sponsors on there. So, Pac Man comes out of the hotel last, and I'm sitting on the bus, third seat. I'll never forget third seat from the back. This was a 2006 preseason game at Denver. Gets on, starts arguing with the bellman. Because the, the bellman, I don't know if he wanted a, a, the bellboy wanted a tip or something, but Pac-Man was yelling at him through the bus and pulled the window down, was yelling at him, everything. There were sponsors on the bus. Security guard goes back there, sits down with him, admonishes Pac-Man. Security guard comes up to me, sits next to me, and says, when I retire, I'm going to tell you some stories about that guy that will make your head spin. And, you know, he retired a couple of years yeah. later, and – He said, I I still want to find the guy that hears all the stories. But but just the way he said that to me, I'll never forget, like there's much more to this than we ever knew than stuff that we had no idea that went on. And actually the next week came out when he got busted on 65 by uh, 100 Oaks Mall by going like 120 in his car and was pulled over for that and all these speeding tickets. So those three stories always George Jones, Andy Cordan, and yelling at the bellboy at the hotel, just going off on him, always make me laugh, man. Oh, Those God. are the ones. And it's funny because he was such a punt-returning talent, he would have been one of the best to ever return punts in the NFL had he gotten his act together. Real quick, And that same year when the Titans started 6 and Pac-Man was banned from, from the facility, he bought a Bentley. And I'll never forget, guys, the Titans were 0-4 at the time he, sh- he was banned the first four weeks. He shows up in the locker room. Everybody's high-fiving him, and he says, let's go check out my Bentley. And the entire team goes out in the parking lot. They're out there. We missed all the interviews. They're all looking at the Bentley. And it <laughs> dawned on me, this 0-4 Titans team in 2006, they didn't care. They, they <laughs> didn't care about football. It was the weirdest thing. He had some weird spell over the football team, and I'll never know exactly what it was and that's it and so him getting arrested not shocked at all no did, did you oh get to see God. the bentley oh it was fat somebody said it was three hundred thousand. i don't know cars that it was 300 grand i don't know if that's true or not but not it real, was
1: it's not rear wheel drive is it <laughs>
2: <laughs> but if it is it's only 200 but it was nice of course we all kind of go out there and check it out because the entire team went out there and checked yeah. it out it was something else man
0: that's like a like a show and tell at school or something. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, he did. and he came and he'd been banned. He comes in screaming and yelling. Let's go check out my Bentley, and they all left to go check out his Bentley. I was like, okay, <laughs> all right. He's only his second year in the league. This team is not going to the playoffs. Yeah, <laughs> no. It's funny they finished that year eight and eight, and had they beat the Patriots the last game in two thousand six, that had gone to the. There was like eight things that had to happen for me to get to the playoffs. And number eight was beat the Patriots. The Patriots beat them that last game in two thousand six. They don't make the playoffs.
0: Crazy. Doug Flutie had a drop kick in that game, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Something weird. Testaverde was on that team too. Yeah, Testaverde was on the team. And yeah, I don't even think Brady started uh, because week he, seventeen he didn't, he didn't need to. Yeah, so it, I think testaverdi started and and Doug Flutie came in and did a drop kick, and I was like. Oh, like that was the nail in the coffin for me for that season. Cause I was still holding out hope that the Titans were going to make the playoffs. And if Doug Flutie ever drop kicks a ball <laughs> against your team for an extra point, then, you know, it's like, okay. that. Yeah. It was a we weird thing
2: that Belichick pulled up. that hadn't been done in like 50 years in football yeah. that they tried to, that's also the game of Rodney Harrison says, Jeff Fisher, had all the dirty Kevin Mowise trying to take his knees out. And Rodney Harrison hates Jeff Fisher because of that game. A lot of things happened in that game. If I'm mistaken, that might have been Tessa Birdie's last game in the NFL. That was like I think it was. year yeah, 21. Yeah. Which was yeah. unprecedented at the time for some stat that he had going on there. There's a lot of things that happened. And uh, that's when Peyton and the Colts won the Super Bowl that year.
0: Yeah. And they uh they uh they almost accidentally drop kicked Doug Flutie into uh, <laughs> through the uprights. That's uh little known. You truth. know, Doug
2: Flutie has another part in Titans' lore because remember, he was supposed to start the Music City Miracle City Miracle game, yeah. Yeah, and Wade Phillips starts Rob Johnson instead of him, and, and the whole team was like, What? Nobody yeah. liked Rob Johnson at all. It was, was an tar- odd and week. Was,
0: and he was bad that game too. Remember, yes, he, he was back in the end zone and yep. uh yeah, just had a had a rough game. And and I was thinking when when they announced that when they announced Rob Johnson over Doug Flutie, I, I like, I was like, yes, let's go! Like this, this is awesome. <laughs> yeah, this is right. great news for the Titans.
1: Thank you. Exactly.
0: So, hey, uh, Joe, uh, I'm gonna try and think of one last question before I get a chat. Oh, here. I got one. Oh, okay. Jack's got one.
1: Will our media beef interfere with your current media beef with Vanderbilt headsman basketball coach Jerry Stackhouse? Ooh, uh, no,
2: because. I only tweet good things to him, like how great he is, how wonderful he is. And, look, man, when you got – the other night when he, he was going on Friday night, was going on Twitter blocking people, and they were all showing screenshots of Stackhouse doing it, uh-huh. I thought that was fan Here's a basketball coach in a hotel room in Starkville, Mississippi, which there's nothing to do down there, on Twitter, blocking dudes left and right. Just made me laugh. So I just tweet good things. And the reason I do that, funny story – uh, you know, if you baseball, if you go and argue balls and strikes, you're ejected immediately. Yeah. So I asked Tim Corbin one time. I said, if there's calls really bad, what do you do? Because you're very competitive, you like to get your point across. What do you do, not getting thrown out? He's like, easy. He goes, I'm so sarcastic. Like Austin was the home plate umpire. It was obvious ball and he called a strike. I'm like, Austin, that is the best call ever. That <laughs> <laughs> you are a wonderful umpire. You. Are- are you going to toss the guy for giving you compliments? So Corbin's like, you're the best. Way to go, man. Gosh, yeah. You were the best umpire of all time. Thank you so much. And so that's always made me laugh. So if you tweet the Stackhouse on great he is when really he's not that great, yeah, it keeps you going, man.
1: I found one from three days ago, and I'll read your tweet. Wow. At Vandy men's basketball with their best first half since Purdue Cornette Reed back in 88 versus University of Phoenix. Way to go, <laughs> at Jerry Stackhouse. Blocking the negativity when we lose you, when we lose you to South Carolina, I'll be mad. <laughs> so, yeah, you are doing exactly what you said you were doing. Well, you
2: know, the story behind that is Eddie Fogler in '93, Vanderbilt comes off a sweet 16, he wants an extension. Vanderbilt doesn't give him an extension. Fogler goes to South Carolina, they double his pay, he's gone. And next year, Jan Van breda comes in, and you know, you know the rest of the story after yeah,
1: that. Funny story: Jan Van breda was actually my AAU coach growing up. Oh, was wow. he? Yeah. Sick we didn't have we didn't have that much success either. So. <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey, that's great, Joe. Who's the better blocker on Twitter, Jerry Stackhouse or Dion Lewis?
2: Oh, that's or don't forget Bomani Jones is pretty good. Oh yeah,
1: oh. Bomani.
2: He's pretty good. I He's tell you, the ultimate the, Arthur Smith. The oh, he did, did he not? No. Terrible. The ultimate blocker of all time on Twitter, Tim Brando, is the absolute Tim Brando. Best.
0: Wow, that actually surprises me a little bit. Oh, Tim he is, is awful. Nice, he nice is
2: awful. You disagree anything with him, he, he, he'll like, You're blocked. Goodbye. All caps. And he's gone. I was like, Oh, man. He I'm, blocked the other Big Joe, which made me laugh. This Big I'm, Joe, he hasn't yet.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. At Big Joe TN. Or no, Epic Jonah Go <laughs> TN, <TM>, guys. <laughs> hey, Joe, I, I, I'm i blocked by Kirk Herbstreet, and I have no idea why. I've never uh, – I've only ever seen, like, nice things to yesterday.
2: him. Uh, do, you, do you want my Herbstreet story real quick? Sure. All right. So, uh, 2018, his son played NBA, and they played Pearl Cone in a football game. Well, when I'm doing high school football on Friday nights, you got to go out and get as many highlights as you can – Go back, edit, put the show together. It's a process. So they're playing Pro Cone, and his con- his son drops a pass in the end zone. Right in his chest, drops it. But he catches the plate in the game to win the game. But I don't have that. I has got to drop pass. So I go back and do the highlights, and I say, hey, whatever's name, Herb Street, that's Kirk's son, little Herbie, dropped the pass in the end zone, but they won, yada, yada, yada. I kid you not, the next day I had 18 uh, calls on my phone that were – there was unlisted number. I'm not kid- 18. Oh, I'm not kidding you. So, if I answer again, and the guy says, is "This is Big Joe," and I'm like, "Yeah," he's like, "Crook Herb Street," and I put it on speakerphone and brought another guy in the office to listen to the conversation and make sure this really was happening. So, I have a witness, and uh, he said, uh, "I just got a problem. Uh, you were my son's favorite broadcaster. We tape your show every Friday night,
0: right. First and..." Off. So wait, stop right there. Pretty badass. That's awesome.
2: <laughs> and I knew where he was going. I was like, all right. And he goes, we're just wondering why you didn't show my son's touchdown, but yet you wanted to show his drop pass. And I said, well, Kirk, I work in TV. We, you know, we get the highlights. You should know this We get highlights as quick as we can. And we we'll we go and, you know, we'll do something else. He's like, well, you you don't call out a kid for dropping a pass. And I said, well, Kirk, he dropped past the end zone, and I said, and the highlight I showed after you was a fourth-and-one Stratford taking on uh, Maplewood, and it got Maplewood hit a, hit the guy at the goal line, stopped him, but then ripped his helmet off. And I said, that was an awful play. So, yeah, if a kid does something, you know, and drops a pass or something that affects the game, I'm going to say that. He's like, well, you've never done that before. I'm like, well, I just told you I'd do it. Here's the reason why. And he went on for a good 20 minutes about how tough his sons have had it working in living in Nashville. And I don't know what they've been through, I don't know what they go through. And it's tough on them moving here from Columbus. And he's just going on and on and on. And he goes, I'm trying to I'm thinking maybe it's something you got against me. I'm like, Kirk, I've never met you, I've never even seen you. I didn't know. I just – your kid dropped a pass. I mean, I, I, that was the thing. He was wide open in the end zone and only had like three highlights of a game. He's like, would you have shown that if that was Tom Smith's kid? It's like, yeah. It's just in the end zone. you know." I hate, I hate Tom. I didn't have much. Yeah. You know, oh, Tom Smith, you know, Tom. Tom Smith. Uh, he works hard, damn it. So he just – that was it. And I tell people, in my 20-plus years of covering high school football for TV, I've had one parent call me. Kirk Curb Street. And
0: it's so wild that it's the guy who literally works in TV that and does work with college football, which is just the next level up from high school football. Like, yeah, th- like you would think if anyone understood it the most, it would be him. You know that, that I think like,
2: he's the best. I know. And I, know I, to- I, I, love, him
0: I love him, too. I, I, I love Kirk Curb Street. And it, it's it, yeah, it's it, that'd be like telling him, calling him after college game day and being like, hey, why'd you do that? I mean, they yeah. literally have a segment called Come On, Man, or whatever, or not. Something though. like, exactly. For like, example of this, Austin. Job. You had one job as the segment you, where it's like, this. just. You're playing
2: football. Franklin High School. You're wide up the end zone for Brentwood, and you drop a pass, and your team loses 10 to 7. I'm showing that highlight. You dropped a pass.
0: Well, if I, first of all, Joe, let's be honest, Joe. Like, I would not have dropped the pass to begin. Good call. <laughs> yeah. Hypotheticals. Yeah. hey, That's what we do here. Yeah. Hey, I Yeah, read it in a week.
2: Kirk, hypotheticals Kirk
1: Street, Jerry Stackhouse. I'm worried that we may fall on the wayside here in your media beefs. You may have too many media beefs. Ooh, yeah, maybe we should get Kirk Herbstree as our media beef. Okay, yeah. You got any, Joe, you got
2: any more of those videos of his kids dropping baskets? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and his kids go on I think they play at Clemson and they're ones go to yeah. Ohio State. Good. For, I mean, I'm a dad. Good for them. Yeah. Uh, that's great. But
0: yeah, no you know, thanks just, to you, Joe.
2: Yeah, when I left the game, they were down seven to three. They could have won the game. They have put in the game, which is great, but I'm never going to call anybody and do that was just the odd. And I'm so glad I got a, I had a guy come to my office and listen to the entire conversation just so like Joe's not going crazy. <laughs> Cuz I have gone crazy, but Yeah.
0: You know. the, look, despite Nashville media only airing their worst plays, they somehow got Division 1 scholarship. So really the Herb Street brothers deserve all the praise in the world. Um, they do. Hey Joe, you're the man, dude. Thanks so much for doing this. We appreciate we appreciate you taking the time, especially during Jeopardy. Uh we, we apologize for eating into Jeopardy time. But um we we love you. You are you are one of the greatest in national media. Um, I'm just getting this all out now in case we do, do start the beef. Uh you know, it, yeah. we'll, we'll we'll say nastier things after that. But yeah, you're the cutest, cuddliest, most friendly, media Best person. Snowdriver best no driver uh the, uh the probably the best high school uh, football player in the history of Middle Tennessee dare i say am i going It's in? up there? Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh McGavick what's the the Generals? McGavick The Raiders. The Raiders. McGavick Now you've made me <laughs> mad. <Uh-oh.
2: laughs> also real quick tonight that TV show the young rock comes on on are NBC you
0: are wait do, it, like is there someone that plays uh, Joe Dubin in there?
2: There, uh, I don't know yet. We're gonna find out, but if he, if McGavick's not in that show, I'll be furious.
0: Okay, yeah, you should be. Is All right. are you,
2: um, another media beef? Who, yeah, who, who
0: would play, uh, uh, young Joe Dubin in, um, in the rock TV show? Oh, uh,
2: it would be that guy from the Big Bang Theory, the big nerdy guy.
1: <laughs> What's the, the Sheldon? The- Sheldon, that's it. Yeah,
2: I was thinking more yeah, than him,
1: Danny DeVito.
2: <laughs> you Just you go, you go the complete opposite of what you expect. So you put Sheldon in there to do that.
1: No who
0: is the uh, who is the former governor of Minnesota, Jesse, Jesse Ventura. Ventura? Yeah, I, that's who I'd get to play you. That's
2: you know, what I get all the time when I'm around town. Is that what, like in summertime? I'm wearing a hat or something. I get that Farmer Charlie guy from
1: oh, Farm Bureau. F B I T N. Oh yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> I get that all the time.
0: all the time well hey joe we love you to death guys give him a follow at big joe on the go tn please don't watch him on wsmv channel news channel four he's just so cute just a uh, just a dar literally a media darling he gets that he gets 19 years 19 years running we're going for 20 straight uh that is if uh, of course if jack and i don't get it first so joe dude thanks so much man and uh yeah you're the best dude
2: See you, boys.
1: Thanks, Big Joe. There are no flags on the field.
2: It's a miracle. Tennessee has pulled a miracle.
0: Shout out, Big Joe. Just the best. Love that dude. I could literally talk to him forever and ever. Amen. Uh, Joe, thank you for joining, dude. I don't even know why I'm still talking to him. He's not on the show anymore. Mr. Uh, Joe. Yeah, thanks, Joe. We love you, Joe. Love you so much, Joe. Isaiah Wilson, I think it's time we have this discussion. Um, obviously, things have been just kind of wonky in yeah. the past. Which discussion
1: know. are we having this time? I feel yeah, like we've had it all with about yeah. Isaiah Wilson. No,
0: that's true. It's it's a good point. Uh, so so John Robinson brought him up at the press. Well, he didn't bring him up, but he was asked about him at the press conference, and John Robinson basically said he hasn't spoken to him since he went on the reserve non-football injury list, um, and and basically said like the team did a lot of pre-draft work on him and they visited with him and spoke to him and many sources and people uh, that were close to him. And he said, and I quote for whatever reason, the player that was in Nashville this fall, wasn't the same guy we met before the draft. Now look, let he who hasn't dated a extremely attractive girl only to find out she's a complete psycho cast the first stone like like i feel like we all know like there are ways where you can maybe maybe you have a job maybe you own a company and you you interview someone and they come in and they seem great you hire them and then you realize that they're complete sleazeball and they are stealing staplers from the supply closet like Mm -hmm. you miss you can't have it all all the time and 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 and, you know the nfl at, at the at the base of it is a business and that happened to the titans the titans basically found out the hard way that the guy that they put their necks on the line for is not the guy that they thought he was.
1: Yeah. Whether it's dating, finding the right, you know, stapler, like you mentioned, there's, (laughs) there's so many other just areas of life. You're not going to get everything right. And when you turn it to drafting an NFL talent in the first round, that's one of the most difficult jobs to have. So you're going to miss, you're not going to hit all of these out of the park, but The Titans missed big on Isaiah Wilson. At least it sure looks that way after one season. Yeah. And and that's Um, not
0: just referring to his size either. No, it's it's not.
1: It's a big swing and a miss. Robinson said, quote, he's going to have to make a determination. If he wants to play pro football, that's on him. That is damning to me saying that he, you know, they haven't spoken since they put him on the NFI list. The not non football illness list. Um, He's got to make a de- determination whether or not he wants to play pro football. This is a year removed from you selecting him in the first round. And I, Isaiah Wilson has shown time and time again that he doesn't give a damn about the team. He, you've heard veterans speak. He's just got to listen to the veterans. He's, he's got to listen to us. You know, he's got to make the right decisions. You, you talk about the the party at TSU where he got busted doing the donuts, the the, the DUI. I, I mean, yeah, there, there's so many instances where he just was in the wrong place at the wrong time. And it's, so you do that once. Okay, I get it twice, maybe three times. And then you carry yourself on social media. Like, Hey, no big deal. Nothing's happening. Yeah. Uh, That's, that's alarming to me. And then on his birthday, when he posts this on his story, which is definitely not alarming at all. He said, (laughs) this is, this is a very normal post to post on your birthday, on your Instagram story, which I've sensed in the podcast has since been blocked. Um, on Instagram from in case of any local or federal, federal investigation by any department entity or anything similar, I do not have any involvement in drugs or sales of drugs, nor partake in any involvement in street crime. This account is strictly for entertainment. What the absolute hell.
0: Yeah, Jack, I don't know what you're talking about. That's extremely alarming. That's not something uh, that people tend to post on their birthdays. I don't know what you were. were Were you being sarcastic earlier when you said that?
1: You never posted anything like that on your birthday.
0: I, I I'm gonna have to go back and look, but I'm pretty sure I haven't. Um I have to wait for it. my birthday to come up and fit my Facebook memories to remind me if I have or not. But no, yeah, <laughs> the trade is I off I the think, tracks. I think I think Joe Dubin hit the nail on the head when he said John Robinson's not going to cut Isaiah Wilson. It's just not going to happen. Do you think I, he should? No. Honestly, I don't. I don't think so yet. Yet. I think you do have to see what you can get out of this guy and hopefully there's some redemption story. I know that's 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 there's more hope in that than there was for Vic Beasley to have a good year. But you don't just cut your first round draft pick after only a year, even with all of the f- troubles and 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 things he's had. Now look, and I've wondered this since since the donut arrest um on Charlotte Avenue early in the season. I feel like there's there's a mental health issue there. And I and I don't I don't know that to be true at all. I don't know. I'm just I'm just guessing. I remember early on he posted something to Instagram and he took it down right away, but it said something about like wanting to end it all and and there's been I think some
1: definitely scary. There's, yeah. there's a scary side to that as well.
0: And so I wonder like like I'm I, I guess I'm just I'm a big proponent and advocate for mental health and mental health awareness and I, and I feel like what he's going through needs to be handled with caution. And I'm hoping that the Titans can reach out to him and and get him right. Get him get him either talking to a counselor or or whatever it may be. Figure out what the cause is there. Whether he plays another snap with the Titans or not, I think just on a personal level, like on a on a on human a, a human level, level, you're right. Yeah, get get out there and help him. But you're right. Like it's it it's a it's a huge swing and a miss. And on a football, which I, I think you can set all of the human side stuff aside for right now, just for this part of the conversation on a football level, it, it sucked. It has been terrible and it has been the worst possible thing that you could. Imagine out of your first round draft pick, and I don't know. I just uh, it, it does sound like there was some frustration there from John Robinson, and it does sound like that They're they are tired very, of dealing with this. Yeah, this that question. they are
1: very close to cutting ties. And um, this off season, man, it's. I think it, I don't know if he's on the roster week one. Um, I, I I agree with you in the fact that I don't think you cut Wilson now. I'm going to be a little harder on him than you were, though um sure wilson's six six and 350 pounds he is a football coach's dream of a right tackle the, the the skills may be raw and he may not be ready yet but from a mental standpoint you knew he was a project physically but from a mental standpoint it hasn't ever worked but i i want to ask this question because it's been a year and we've we've seen how his behavior has continued down you know the same path of oh i don't care like i'm an nfl player look at my bio and robinson referred to that in the press conference how do you help somebody who doesn't want to even help themselves who can't even help themselves who doesn't seem to be wanting any advice from anybody who's been there done that got the hat how do you help that person i yeah. it's becoming um you know a, a situation where maybe setting him free would help him the most uh, yeah. but, but for the Titans, look, it's the NFL's a business. You know, you can there's so many examples of players who have had struggles with mental health and all this during career, pre career, post career. Um, the the tragic news of Vincent Jackson was was a topic this weekend, which shocked a lot of football fans, and obviously can go really wrong. But when you're talking about Isaiah Wilson and just his career as a Titan, four snaps, a whole lot of drama, a whole lot of headaches, and a whole lot of unanswered questions. I think you give him this, this camp. And if he doesn't completely flip script and his attitude changes, you know, his body language changes, how he interacts with people changes, how he's careful of not posting stupid stuff on Instagram, whether it's selling Hellcats, which is up now, or you know, partying on boats on New Year's during the football season. It's just so many things have to be changed. And I don't know that he can do it in one off season.
0: Yeah. I think
1: that's, that's as much time as he has. I think he's on borrowed time.
0: Honestly, I hate life. I'm effing up. I'm making mistakes. I'm not myself. That's what he posted. uh, Last, uh, I believe this was September. um, When, uh, on that night, on the night he got arrested. Um, So,
1: I how think there's you, how long can you afford to keep him if you're John? Yeah. Around?
0: No, I I'm with you. I'm with you. I think they I I think you you, you give him this off him, season, man. you give him this off season, you you see if there if there's that want on his side cuz you're right. It ha- it does have to be on his side and then yeah and and then if it if it's not there then yeah, I think maybe at the in camp is when you do look to cut him if if you do if that's the route you're going to go. 66350. Um, man, you love say this. to see that work we know you and I know firsthand that he's great at blocking because apparently he blocked us on Instagram <laughs> and we have no idea why he's, <laughs> he's
1: good at blocking, you know, scrawny little podcast fanboys. So. Hey,
0: look, it's, it's more than he's blocked to anyone else this season. So, uh,
1: <laughs> four snaps, Austin Four <laughs> snaps. Yeah, it's true. I guess.
0: Um, so yeah, so Isaiah, look, we're, we're, we're pulling for you. I guess we want you to get out of this rut. And, um, and, uh, I'm hoping that, you can just get right and then uh, ultimately unblock us on Instagram cause...
1: everything has an expiration date though. And I'm, yeah, I'm tired of waiting around
0: Jack and I spend way too much time on social media and that's important to us. Uh, all right. Uh, <laughs> Pac-Man Jones was arrested. Oh, you don't we, say we talked about this with Joe and um, but yeah, Pac-Man Jones is arrested. Talk about being haunted by ghosts <laughs> from one rap sheet to another.
1: Isaiah yeah. Wilson to Pac-Man Jones.
0: Pac Man, dude. Uh it was i it was like a it was like a little blast from the past hearing Pac Man being arrested. It felt like you know, felt like he was back in Nashville again. Um I but yeah, this guy's got a bit of a rap sheet. If oh, yeah, he any of you aren't familiar, if you're a new Titans fan, you're not you don't remember when Pac Man was with the Titans, he's got a rap sheet.
1: Stick around a few more minutes and I I'll I'll read you off some of these ridiculous things that he's done. I mean, Joe said it, you know, he could have been one of the best returners to ever do it. The talent when he was, you know, on the Titans was evident. They couldn't keep him throughout his rookie deal. I mean, the yes. guy keeps talking about a guy who really doesn't give a damn, who gets in fights anytime he goes out. I mean, do you want me to read off this rap sheet? He has. Yes, have, please. It's have, like
0: we, we did this once before on this podcast with Kenny Britt, Right. Kenny Britt,
1: yeah. This one triples Kenny Britt's. Um, So this one spans from 03 to Monday this week. (laughs) Let's get into it. 2003, while enrolled at West Virginia, he beats a man in a bar with a pool cue, receives two years probation. Classic. July 2005, two weeks before training camp, is accused of felony vandalism and assault at a nightclub, where he punched the venue's owner and broke his four hundred thousand dollar necklace. Charges were eventually dismissed. I assume payments were handled outside of that without the <laughs> but a four hundred thousand dollar necklace. necklace, like come on, dude. Yeah. Um March 06, marijuana possession in Georgia. That is Oh, that's I mean that, look, that's nothing compared to what yeah, we're that's, about to get into.
0: That's like a grain of salt.
1: August of two thousand six, six months probation after suspension. Or after a suspicion of public intox and disorderly conduct at a Murfreesboro nightclub. Two two things here. There can't be more than one Murfreesboro nightclub. So, you guys in the borough, you probably know what I'm talking about.
0: Yeah, at a Murfreesboro – no, it should be at the Murfreesboro nightclub.
1: And also, the amount of probation he's been given. I mean, this is going to make what the Vols get look like just a long weekend.
0: Yeah. Um, And – Look, no, no offense to Murfreesboro. I love Murfreesboro, but if you're going to, if you're going to a nightclub in Murfreesboro,
1: something's up. I mean,
0: I think that should be against the law. Something <laughs> like up. if you're that close to Nashville and you're choosing to go to the nightclub in Murfreesboro, like, yeah, you you deserve to end your. Hey, night.
1: you never know. Maybe Murfreesboro's got some good eggs and legs. You just don't know. Maybe he yeah, sticks true. around for the breakfast. That's true. Uh, okay, next October of 06 spit at a college-aged female at a Nashville nightclub upgrade, cited for misdemeanor assault. Now, when I read this, I immediately thought back to our John Glennon interview where mm-hmm. he went undercover at Karma. We get into that with Joe, obviously, you just heard. But I wonder if that was the incident that sparked John Glennon to go undercover. Ooh. The world may never know. We, we have to get him back on to ask him about that.
0: that yeah, it's true. Also... If anyone knows that college-age girl that was spit on by Pac-Man, we would love to talk to her on this podcast.
1: We want her on this podcast. We,
0: In fact, there's no one I want more. Like if you said, do you want Derrick Henry or the girl that was spit on by Pac-Man Jones? I would probably say, give me the girl that was spit on because there's we need to have story a story there.
1: We need to have one of your DraftKings small print reading at the end of every podcast. If you or a loved one has been spit on by Pac-Man Jones, we would love to get you on the Titan Up podcast.
0: <laughs> yeah. Call the uh, Tennessee Red Line. <laughs>
1: February of 07 suspended a year from the NFL after involvement at a Las Vegas strip club where a shooting left a security guard and exotic dancer paralyzed um Jones
0: that was the bad, was the bad one
1: Jones had slammed the exotic dancer's head against the stage yeah uh, man okay. had to pay uh, 11 million dollars for some injuries that happened to uh, there yeah. pretty nasty I think no that, was, that was that. The, the make it rain incident is yeah what I believe it's it's called Next, January of 08, um, almost 12 months removed from paralyzing two people at a nightclub, punches a woman in the face at a strip club in Atlanta. That's when you. That's when you
0: have to go back to the chalkboard and say there has been look nothing worked, guys. Plan didn't work. You erase the number off the board and and write zero next to days sure. since last arrest. <laughs>
1: Days since last injury at work. Yeah. yeah. right. Yeah, right. The, maybe those are what the exotic dances at some of these strip. Look, clubs have. I, and I know look, Pac-Man has come
0: bouncers at strip clubs. Like I know you guys have a hard enough job as it is trying to keep minorities out, or not minorities, minors out. Sorry. What oh my about? gosh. What is this? Yeah. No, sorry. Minors <laughs> trying to keep minors out of strip clubs. Goodness gracious. What a slip. Uh, trying to keep minors out of strip clubs. I know that job is as hard as it is. Can we add one more? Can we get you to keep Pac Man Jones out of strip clubs too? Just for the safety and well-being of everyone.
1: Minutes to society, Pac-Man Jones, no doubt. October of 08. We move on. Same year. After being picked up by the Cowboys, Jerry Jones assigns him some bodyguards. <laughs> See, Jerry knew what was up. Jerry Pac- knew what it takes to win. Well, hold on. Kinda. This 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 line isn't finished. Oh, oh. Pac-Man Jones then got into a fight with said bodyguards. <laughs> <laughs> And earned another year-long suspension from the NFL. Good try, Jerry. Good try. You tried your hardest. No,
0: you can't even protect him from himself.
1: The bodyguards even got their asses kicked. I mean, what can you – there's nothing you can do. The whole do.
0: point of the bodyguards is so he doesn't get in
1: trouble. <laughs> oh, man. Jerry oh Jones. Oh, gosh. That's the funniest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> moving on to november of 2011 disorderly that's conduct
0: that's the most cowboys isn't it the most
1: it cowboys of, though?
2: All of all
1: november 2011 disorderly conduct and resisting arrest at a bar in cincinnati he tweeted on twitter that he was just protecting himself from two women okay all right pac-man january of 17 he's gone six years without a major incident in cincinnati again he is arrested for assault, disorderly conduct, and more. Eventually, pleads guilty to obstructing the police. Cincinnati, Murfreesboro, Nashville, Atlanta—four cities he's all been arrested in. Back to Atlanta.
0: It's like a game of risk, but just with arrests for Pac-Man. Like soon he's gonna ha- take over the entire country.
1: So, July of 18, he got in a fight with a worker at the Atlanta airport. I think there, there's a bu- there's a bunch of videos out of it where it looked like he actually was the victim and Pac-Man was proved to be the victim.
0: Oh yeah, that was when he was punched in the face, Pac- right? Pac-Man
1: knocked this guy the hell out, which is much like he did on Monday except this time he was the assailant and not the victim, arrested and charged with misdemeanor assault, quote, on Pac on Pat McAfee's podcast where he explained in detail what happened that night where he was said he was where he was said to be defending his brother. Pac-Man says and I quote, I did what I needed to do. Okay, look, when will Pac Man Jones ever learn? I he, look, he did what he needed to do. Okay.
0: Um, gosh, I love that. That's the funniest thing. What a rap sheet, right? That, that's what amazing. that's in fact. Okay, let's like put them together. The Bible, <laughs> so much you just read 66, 66 books
1: back to back, just so much there. I mean, how do you even? Oh, pa- Pac Man, just dude. Take it easy, man. Yeah,
0: it was it was Adam, Pac Man, Jones, and Eve. <laughs> <It was> the... <laughs> um, hey, the gosh. so better better rap better rap sheet. Pac Man or Kenny Britt? Pac Man. By yeah, landslide. I, so too. I and I honestly I think it's solely for <laughs> the bodyguards that were hired to protect him, <laughs> and he ended up getting in a the fight. The bodyguards got their
1: asses kicked. Like, <laughs> you know none of them wanted that job either. Like, like, you know like,
0: Jerry Jones is like, hey, hey, guys, hey, guys, I need you to watch Pac-Man. He's a, he's a big investment for this ball club, <laughs> and I need you to go I, to, to keep an eye on him and make sure he doesn't get in any trouble and make sure without anything he doesn't get in any fights. Okay. If he gets in trouble, that's one thing. I can handle that. I could pay off some cops. But if he, but if he, if you, if he gets in fights, he could get injured and then he can't play in the football field.
1: Jeopardize our clubs. <laughs> can right. you believe that, though? Jerry Jones, Pac Man Jones, and then Big Joe said George Jones. What's the deal? Oh, uh, what right. is the deal?
0: Yeah. That's probably why they got to, they got along so well. They're probably related. Um, all, right. all right. The, uh, <laughs> let's, uh, Oh, uh, real quick, before we get out of here, uh, Chris Doyle. Wow,
1: Urban liar, uh, A bad yeah. judge of character, who would have thought?
0: What's your favorite memory uh, with the Chris Doyle era in Jacksonville?
1: I don't know. It's hard to pick since he was only there for a little over 24 hours.
0: Yeah. It was either like the announcement of his hiring or, or his resignation letter.
1: I liked the resignation letter better yeah. because that produced a meme i saw today of ben shapiro's face cropped in over chris doyle's as the new uh, strength and conditioning coach in jacksonville so that made <laughs> me laugh but there's really you know I, look chris doyle's a scumbag we all knew that urban meyer some of his coaches uh, obviously have sketchy past you talk about zach smith doyle in iowa who was there for almost 20 years yeah um, urban
0: meyer just got a quick wake-up call of like oh hey by the way that that you know that and shit yeah. used to pull in college. Not doesn't, gonna fly. Doesn't in
1: work anymore. Actually, mm-hmm. the the players uh, have a choice whether to play for you or not. They they right. are they're not bound to you by NCAA rules. Um, so you don't yeah, leave the locker room before you step foot it, in it.
0: Exactly. Look, let this be a lesson to us all. If you're going, if you're going to hire people, maybe don't hire the racists. And especially if you work in a predominantly black field like the NFL, don't hire. Just don't. Don't hire races. Don't associate yourself with them at all.
1: When Urban Meyer was hired, I admit, you know, I was worried that the Jags would be a quick fix, but after some of these ridiculous moves he's made, (laughs) I'm pretty certain that the Jags will not be a worry. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah,
0: I don't think, I think it's going to be a little bit more of a building process than it was at Ohio state for herbs or Florida, uh, either place. Um, All right, let's get to remember the Titan. Uh, I'll go first. Uh, My remember the Titan this week, David Stewart, simple. 2005 to 2013 spend it. You know me. I love if there's one thing I love. It's Titans lifers. If there's two things I love it's Titans lifers who played on the offensive line and David Stewart checks both of those boxes. Second team all pro in 2008. Not to brag played in 116 games with the Titans and started all of them. That's pretty damn impressive. Uh, my favorite offensive lineman stat fumbles recovered. He had five. Uh, he became the starting right tackle in 2006, replacing Michael Ruse, who was moved to left tackle and was part of an offensive line that spearheaded the fifth ranked rushing attack in yeah. the NFL. Remember that was a badass when, unit. Remember back in the day when we were like, man, Titans had the fifth ranked rushing attack. And we were like, that's 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 pretty good. Like that's we were so cute back then, you know, <laughs> <laughs>
1: Look at us. just now figuring out what a nice little rush attack was. And then yeah, here we like, are in oh, 2020, oh, like oh, 2021 like, now.
0: Yeah, our rushing attack was up to fifth now.
1: <laughs> now. Now it's like, look, anything less than
0: first, it's not yeah. going to fly. Uh, as of February 2009, Stewart made 45 consecutive starts at right tackle for the Titans, including all 16 games over the past two seasons. He was a member of an offensive line that has allowed an NFL low 12 quarterback sats, sats, sacks in 2008 and was named to the 2008 All-Pro second team. Um, Jack, one thing I want to say, and this, I was thinking about this while I was putting together – David Stewart from I Remember the Titan. We should not take for granted the Titans having a good offensive line. Because if you have a team that has a bad offensive line. You don't have a chance. Look at Russell Wilson. It hinders everything. Not just your rushing game, but your passing game as well. And it's like, it makes you uneasy as a fan. Just coming straight at it from a fan perspective. Like, when you have a bad offensive line, every time your quarterback drops back to pass, you're just thinking, that's the only thing you're thinking about. You're like, well, is he going to have enough time to get a pass off and that hasn't been a, a a care or a concern for the Titans in a long time. And I, so I do think we need to recognize that the Titans have a good offensive line right now. And it, it's, it's nice. You know, it's, it's one of those things that you don't think about until you have to think about it.
1: That's true. It's very unappreciated, unappreciated. I don't know why I shortened that word. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Well, my remember the Titan is courtesy of, a Tupper. Eldon English, Shrike. Uh, shout has, out, Eldon. He's a big Tupper. He's a look, big. And it's a great one. Quinton Ganther. Quinton Roy Ganther. Oh, yes. Let's much. go. Out of Utah. Drafted by the Titans in the seventh round of 06. And we were just talking about, he didn't really do much for the Titans, you know. He's mainly special teams guy. He finished his Titans career with nine carries, 61 yards, along of 22 um, let's see here, six catches, 43 yards, all in the 2008 season where they only allowed 12 sacks. Um, but that, he, that is not why he is the focus today. We just got done talking about Urban Meyer. Well, on February 4th, almost two weeks ago today, 2021, Quinton Ganther was hired by the Jacksonville Jaguars oh, as, the, as the offensive quality control coach. Wait, wait, wait her- hang on
0: offensive or offensive. offensive
1: sorry i'm reading quick
0: well no no no. if it if it's i mean i wouldn't be surprised well, it's either way if it, it's, it's, urban really, it's really
1: both yeah hired by the jacksonville jaguars as the offensive quality control coach under head coach urban meyer yeah so urban is, is a he Jack- a trader? do we label quinton ganther as a trader? see and that's that a good question. A question i'm glad you
0: brought that up because kevin mawai was hired by the indianapolis colts uh um, oh damn yeah, so we uh, – I don't know.
1: I can't I, call Kevin Mawai a traitor. He was just
0: – I don't think I can either. That's tough. However,
1: Quinton Ganther, I have really no issue with calling him a traitor. I'll be yeah. upfront about that.
0: Well, and he is an offensive uh, guy, so <laughs> offensive
1: offensive lineman. So, uh, Can you imagine yeah. controlling the quality of the Jaguars' offense?
0: I couldn't That's a steep controlling... task.
1: I wouldn't wish that on anyone, especially Great. Quinton Ganther. I wouldn't wish
0: that upon my worst
1: enemy trying to control the quality of
0: anything in Duval County. (laughs) All right. That's going to do it for us guys. Thank you so much for for listening. We appreciate all of you hit that subscribe button. If you haven't already, Um, whether you liked us or not, you just hit that subscribe button. Then, you know, you don't even have to, you don't have to worry about us anymore. Um, I mean, we'll still show up in your feed because you hit the subscribe button, but it will appreciate it. It'll be a nice parting gift on your way out the door. Um, You guys are the best. Uh, follow at a to z sports on all things social media twitter facebook instagram youtube um check out uh, austin and zach in the mornings they do a great job every single morning weekday morning check out buck in the evenings he does an awesome job as well uh got a lot of cool things going on with a to z sports alan so. bell
1: brian edwards
0: have a yeah, nice bell, Brian Edwards. Look, if you yeah. like gambling tune in they got a yeah. show every day seriously guys if you're not if you're not getting on this a to z train like what are you doing are you a loser I think you're a loser. So don't be a loser and get on the AZ train. And uh, yeah, hit up Jack on Twitter at Jack A. Gentry. Uh, You can find me on Twitter at Austin Huff. Hit up the show on Twitter at Titan Up Pod. Follow uh, the show on Instagram at Titan Up Podcast. Don't block us on Instagram like Isaiah Wilson did. And uh, yeah, that's all I got. Jack, you got anything for the road?
1: If you or a loved one have been spit on by Pac-Man Jones, please contact the Tighten Up Podcast for an immediate interview. Oh,
0: I or if, if you if you guys know the bodyguards that, that Pac-Man <laughs> Jones beat up that were literally hired to prevent him from getting in fats, if you could give have them give us a call as well on Tennessee Redline, we'd love to get them on this podcast as well. That would be a, make for one hell of an interview. Hey, how about them Cowboys? Uh, all right, that's going to get, we're going to get out of here on that note. Um, I guess with that said, tighten up. tighten
1: up.
2: They're the Tennessee Titans. They're the Tennessee Titans. They'll keep on fighting all the way. Titans, they're the Tennessee Titans.